it's a kitty cat. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> All right. Go get him, kitty. Woo! All right. That's going, man. It's going good. I'm sending out the tweet to let everybody know we're live. Mike, hit him with our intro. All right. Is there anybody here yet? Nope. <sighs> I gotta gotta send the tweet. It's uh for the podcast, though. <laughs> Go for it. For the podcast, go. and right. go. the big old podcast. Hi, everybody. You're welcome to a WrestleMania backlash promoting. I don't know why I'm talking like that, but we're gonna do a champagne showering, music license acquiring. Who? Wow, music licenses. That's what I've always wanted to hear about. Matt, we're gonna talk hit row debuting. Nothing like hurt business. Totally different starting letters. Matt, we talk about them debuting. It's an episode of the Brothers of Discussion. Of course, we're going to make some time to talk about the return of the Maharaja. The return of Jericho uh, to the Inner Circle. We're going to talk the musical renaissance. Funded by those deep Tony Khan pockets. Met, of course, another midweek festival friendship battle. And we're going to get you primed for the end of some of these mania feuds. Yes! Damien Priest is going to be free! Woo! Matt, how are you? You were supposed to give us a baby and you lied. That was a week ago. We already had another episode. Where... Explain yourself, Matt. You should be crawling with babies. Well, everybody go to the last episode where I explained it, and then you'll know. It's been another week and no baby. Boo! Michelle is as close to being ready, according to her doctor, as possible. Uh, so we're we're right there. We're it's it's ready to happen at any moment. I gotta. Ready, I was man. gonna look up. Um, I was told ninety uh, percent phase. I don't know what that means. Um, looking at right now, I'm not seeing a. Maybe I heard it wrong. Maybe it's not face. 90% something. Uh, so clearly we're probably looking to get to 100. And <laughs> so we're right there. That's how smart I am when it comes to... Oh, you mean the baby's baby. like in the oven. It's like 95% done. It would be, but I said 90. But it's almost 95%. So when we, uh, oh. we've been going for walks... Um, Michelle's been doing extra like exercises on like those exercise balls um, just to kind of shake them loose. I, I was uh -huh. talking with our dad earlier and I said, it's like, he's hanging on, you know, to like a bar or something. So we just got to keep, we got to keep moving to, to get him to fall, fall down, <laughs> pop out. The dad said, I got to go get a watermelon all greased up to make sure I'm ready to catch him. So. Wow. It's going to come out that quick, huh? Oh yeah, that's that's the plan. That would be um, nice for Michelle, I think. I think she'd love that after the last one. <coughs> Doggies. Yeah, uh, they don't want to sure. come out. It's nice and warm. Yeah, in there. yeah the daughter, uh, she's going to be hearing uh, a mouthful for uh, an earful. Sorry for, for a mouthful. <laughs> uh, an earful for quite a while. Um, I'm I'm sure the second that she's able to figure out what the heck mom's talking about uh we'll be letting her know how difficult it was for her mom to uh to go through that first pregnancy um all right mike 
So it's coming within the week. Uh, definitely right. by, uh, well, I guess we should have another episode in the can. We're going to have to talk about that because, uh, yeah. Um, this we might have... be the final two episodes. Yeah. Oh. And <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Once that second baby comes, there's no more, <laughs> no more podcasting. Um, no, then we have three months of podcasting because uh, then Michelle's going to be on maternity leave. So I'll be able, hey, to, she'll be able to put the kids to sleep. And Matt's yeah. going to be living in this office, working nine to five. On the podcast, right? Exclusively. Nice. I bet you're yep. stoked to hear that. Matt, oh, just yeah. in case the show is over, where can the beautiful people find everything Brothers of Discussion? All right. Yeah. So the archives, you guys will need that. It's uh, BOD <laughs> Podcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. You can click on the shop page and get a I listen to the Brothers of Discussion t-shirt, which I'm wearing right now. It's pretty soft and comfy. Um, and then uh yeah, we've got some other fun ones. Oh, we've got our hot tag series. Uh if you are a fan of uh tag team wrestling, you gotta support your favorite division and uh, whichever promo uh promotion you're you're a fan of. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, go buy some stuff and uh, support us. Um, what else? We're at uh, at BOD Podcast, almost said hockey, uh, on Twitter and at brothers underscore of underscore discussion on Instagram. Mike, yeah. did you see? Nobody liked it. We have a thread of our buddies, and of course, I'm referring to the Blush Boys, which you can also check out our video game channel Ooh. where every now and then I'll share our Warzone wins, uh, Dead by Daylight wins, all that fun stuff. It's on YouTube. Uh, we really got to join Twitch. And, uh, and you and uh, Brent need to uh, actually share your audio so it's not just me talking to myself. But um, what was I? Oh, shoot. I lost, I lost my train of thought. Oh, right. Mike, our Instagram uh, Blush Boys uh, chat. I sent a hilarious video of some guy watching a movie with his, his three buddies and his buddy's girlfriend. How did I not get a like out of that? I just, I gotta, did you not see it? Just tell me you didn't see it. I didn't see it. You didn't think that was funny? You I saw didn't it? see it. I really oh, didn't okay. see it. <laughs> All right. Well, it's, uh, it's definitely Quentin Tarantino's um, a relative of some sort, whether by spirit oh, or by blood. I see. It'll be. Okay. It'll be now like I know why this video is in your feed. Okay. I got it now. Love that <laughs> algorithm, huh? It's my Instagram feed. Oh, okay. Matt, <laughs> let's talk about some wrestling here. We got our wrestling nuggies. Give us about, I don't know, 20-ish minutes. We're going to get into the, the festival of, uh, of friendship. Now the AEW and NXT are friends on different nights. They're going to close minutes. the show with uh, with a little backlash talk. Let's, uh, we, let's knock it out. Let's do each one of these segments. Uh, five minutes. We got wrestling. We'll do, we got we'll five minutes. Make 15. it count. We're going to be. We're gonna be out of here, Matt. The who return watch, of who uh, watches an hour-long YouTube video. I'm kidding. Go ahead. I do. I love hour-long YouTube videos. Matt, the Velveteen Dream. He's back. Not really. I don't know. There's there's whispers. There's words he's had on a night raw. Um, yeah. I, after after he left for a while, there's a there's a hiatus. Um, you know, after uh, some stuff in his personal life came to uh, came to the came to the light. Um, and by stuff, Mike means that he's reaching out to minors uh, by their, the, the accusation allegedly. is that he's reaching, yeah, right, he's allegedly, allegedly reaching out to minors, not just stuff, uh, trying to get some sexy time 
in, in an illegal fashion. Uh, so allegedly, never, allegedly. never, never convicted. Allegedly um, trying to get it. But uh, that happened. He was off TV for months. Then they brought him back, and then people were like, "Boo, we don't like this." And this is in a in a in COVID times. So it was just tweets that were saying "boo." We didn't actually get to hear "boos" when he returned. So WWE pulled him again, and now the solution is: uh, after a, a sprinkling of matches on NXT, they removed him again, and now he might be on Monday Night Raw. Matt, if ever there is a time to try and resuscitate the Velveteen Dreams WWE career, is it before the fans come back? Is this going to be the one no. shot? To bring him back. Nope. Gone. Gone forever. There is no shot because whenever the fans come back, he's done. Uh, I I don't. The, the reason I brought this up was to actually ask, like, I, my, my only opinion on this is that it's done. You can't come back. If you're on Twitter and you see the reports and you read what everybody's saying, it's clear he cannot come back. There's no until they actually until we actually find out what happened and let's not forget that the WWE still has not addressed any of it besides saying like there's accusations that's that's not a thing if that happens in real sports get them out of my sports if that happens in entertainment get them out of my movies that's just the long and short of it Mike uh, but that I, I, I what I want to ask is, when this kind of baloney happens, what what are oh, hot hot tag? Also, don't forget we have our t-shirts at bodpodcast.com and click on the shop page on the homepage. Um, Mike, what are the chances that this stuff is leaked and they just want to see what the social media reaction is? They want to see if people are like, ah, who cares at this point? Just let them back. Wait, can you rephrase that? <laughs> What are the chances that when this information is leaked so that WWE can track the social media reaction? I think pretty high. I don't think that any of the quote-unquote wrestling journalists would uh, just be snooping around, especially during COVID. Um, a lot of them are, you know, having to operate, you know, from home or you know, home office. Um, but I think there's a pretty high likelihood of that being the case. Um, it's just weird that if if what he did is true, you know, I, this is different from, I guess, God, it's that's not even the case. I, okay, so I guess what I'm trying to do is um, compare it to, like, Hulk Hogan, right? Yeah. Where he, uh, he did his awful remember, racist... Remember, you're, you're surrounded by mines right now, so tread carefully. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, so Hogan was, uh, you know, making his dumb racist comments. Uh, he was, uh, you know, very temporarily uh, removed from the Hall of Fame, removed from WWE's existence. And then they said, you know what? It's okay, buddy. Come on back. And they made Mark Henry say, yeah, he kind of apologized, sort of. And now Hulk Hogan is at WrestleMania getting booed. Um, <laughs> so. With Velveteen, you know, the investigation took place. Triple H came out and said, well, we looked into it and we're kind of okay with it. So, or not to, to clarify, they weren't saying, we're okay with you sending uh, nudes to 17-year-olds. They said the information and the evidence that they found or evidence, you know, the way that they put it 
Uh, they're fine to have him continue to be under their employee because they didn't think it was, you know, anything he'd uh, done wrong. Um, but I, I guess it's just weird that maybe it's just, you know, how fresh this guy is and we don't have enough positive memories of him to kind of overshadow, you know, this new negative memory of him that he's just done. You know, it doesn't feel like we're really giving him a second chance, even if it sounds like some investigation did occur and, you know, he's allegedly, you know, not, not guilty of anything. He didn't do any jail time. He, you know, didn't do enough to upset his bosses to fire him. Um, and still he's, you know, he's a pariah now for, you know, even after that investigation, Matt, why, why is that? I think it's because like, what would it, like, what would it take? Yeah. It's, I mean, they need to come out and do more than just like talk in circles and talk in riddles to make sure that they're saying the right legal things just in case it comes back to bite them. They need to stand behind them and say there was an investigation. I mean, this, this needs to be bigger than just a social media post by Triple H or some, you know, baloney journalist. I mean, this would have to come from ESPN kind of thing. Uh, and that that's, that's not to say that you only trust ESPN in regards to anybody covering pro wrestling. That's to say that you're, you're trying to get this noticed and you're, you're not afraid of who sees it. That, that like those are the links they need to go and uh you know we need we need more visual on whatever this investigation is and until then i mean we are you know instead of operating of uh innocent until proven guilty we are operating guilty until proven innocent but i mean in these scenarios it's easier to do that after how many times we've seen it go the other way and people just get away with you know i mean shit, we could say murder, uh, for, for some cases recently. So, um, uh, I, I would just say that's, that's the length you have to go. And I, I think in, in all, uh, walks of the situation, you'd have to be able to turn around and say he was tried in some fashion and found innocent. And, um, like you look at Patrick Kane in the NHL, I think a lot of people still look at Patrick Kane and say, what a, what a scumbag because of the sexual assault allegations he had associated with his name and he was proven innocent and we still look at him and there's still like that, um, you know, the idea that follows along of, uh, the NHL got in there, you know, they, they have so much money they could pay people off. That's how he got away with it. I'm not saying that's our official stance. I'm saying, like that's what happened with Patrick Kane as an NHL hockey player. Not that, you know, I'm, I'm probably WWE is more popular than the NHL, but you know what I'm saying? Like that went as far as it could go. Or actually I shouldn't say, I don't think he was tried. I think uh, the evidence didn't add up and the, the case was dropped, which is actually less <laughs> if he was tried and found innocent. I think that would be better than uh, them just going, Oh, the case. Uh happened shove it under well case. what do you mean but like that that happened and not only is he in the nhl now uh and people support him and buy his jersey and love him and we were talking about him earlier in the year with our red wings podcast about him winning a heart trophy i really don't want to talk about this you know too much more but uh like that they have to go beyond that for him to be able to come back and doing nothing and hoping we forget is the worst thing you could do 
Yeah, that's that's the most important point. Is it kind of feels like they're just sweeping this under the rug, even though there was an investigation. They haven't really like outwardly said, "Yep, we investigated some, you know, uh, potential sexual assault against, you know, uh, Mr. Clark, you know, Velveteen Dream." It feels like what they're doing is just well enough time's gone by. Let's try and get another rumor out there that he's returning. Um, and I, I think that people are so you know, glued to the dirt sheets that, you know, they're like, whoa, you, you're not just going to slide this bias. You have to at least acknowledge, you know, openly what happened. So I think if WWE just kind of makes a statement, an official statement on him, you know, and then returning, um, or, you know, God forbid we actually hear from the dream, um, this would be all cleared up, especially if, you know, these investigations actually took place. If we didn't find enough, you know, wrongdoing to, you know, give them, you know, prison time or anything, you know, it's circumstantial evidence. If any, you know, just a nude was getting passed around, something like that. Um, that's, you know, that happens that he wouldn't be the first person. He won't be the last. That's, you know, so cell phones work, but to keep just, you know, pussyfooting this and thinking that if enough times go, goes by, we could just put him in the main event scene against Bobby Lashley. It's like, no, it's not gonna, you have to let us like, let us decide. Stop trying to like just, you know, subtly, subtly start booking him again. It's not going to work. Yeah. And, and the fact that this deals with like him speaking with minors is where it really, you know, I mean, it, it's disgusting if it's true. And I know, you know, a lot of people are ready to take away the if word out of there, but, uh, you know, you still got to say it. Uh, and that's that's the problem. Until we can take the ifs out of things, you know, that we really just don't know uh, right now. Nobody knows what the hell happened. But, uh, I, yeah, that's not that's not the world we're operating in right now. Mike, we have wrestlers being released um, for weeks removed from wrestlers just being uh, released from contract and they don't come with this baggage. So what do we owe him? We owe him nothing. So that's, that's the other part of it. All right. Uh, Mike, we did get a return that you and I were huge fans of. Uh, Mike, the modern day Maharaja is back. Jinder Mahal. And Mike, dare I say this is booked just for me because he also took down Jeff Hardy and oh my God. If there's one thing that I was more happy about than it being Jeff Hardy taking the loss, Mike, it was how butthurt all of the Jeff Hardy stands were online. Of the like, Mike, talk about a guy who got a second chance and a third and a fourth and a fifth and a twelfth. Man, hot take, um, hot yeah. take. Who cuts a better promo, Jeff Hardy or Kenny Omega? Oh my God, Jesus. Um, God, I. You know what? Um. A part of me still believes like there's there's something in Jeff Hardy that when he starts talking, he really thinks he's turning in a good promo. And I think Kenny is self-aware that there are some inadequacies uh, with his delivery. And I think that helps Kenny because then he goes above and beyond with his Don Callis stuff and his 69ing. That's what I was going to um, say. Only yeah. one of them has the 69 me Don trump card. So I'm giving Kenny Omega the right. win in that one. So um, Jeff goes in, is awful, <laughs> and comes out saying, man, I fucking nailed that one. Woo! And I'm just like... And I'm here for the WWE Universe. And he's gesturing to a, a crowd that's on a production button. I'm like, dude, 
There's nothing there. All right. Back to gender. Um, yeah, I'm very excited for him to come back. Uh, yeah. but it's hilarious that... to me that the enhancement talent is Jeff Hardy. Sorry, Jeff Hardy stands. I'm sorry. Um, but eventually, maybe this will get us that gender versus Drew McIntyre payoff match at SummerSlam that we've been yes. dreaming about forever. I, I think, Mike, one of the things that we don't do enough is break the norm of our show the way it, the way we organize it. Mm-hmm. I think we should do, we can do our friendship festival, the, uh, the festival of friendship next week. I think we should fantasy book up to SummerSlam. I think, I think that would be fun. And I, I, I want to get crazy with it. And one of them is easily going to be Drew McIntyre. You know, we'll, we'll be removed from backlash, but McIntyre and gender are getting in there and I want a title involved. I, and, and I, Mike, gender Mahal's going over. It's a quick little tease there. <laughs> How Raw's going down. All right. Um, so, yeah, just uh, all, all funsies there, Mike. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's jump into this. I, I think this is an interesting conversation, Mike, with Tony Khan. Uh, shelling out the license money, as you put it. Um, I I have a question. Are, are some of these songs, were they the songs that some of these guys were using on the indies? Because um, right now our zero viewers can't answer that question for me. But I'm hoping... <laughs> I'm hoping maybe somebody could tell us later. Maybe we could check in the comments. I don't know if you know off the top of your head. I certainly can tell you right now. I don't know what their music was, but I can tell you, like, Jungle Boy, that makes sense. Like, Tarzan Boy used it in the Indies. Sure, I'd believe that. No problem. Orange Cassidy could just be his favorite song. Um, Moxley, I think we know what his story is. Maybe a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, he was using Wild Thing. It could be he used it once and he used, you know, Van Halen, the other, other you know, hundred indie matches he had after that. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't hate Moxley's song. I kind of liked it. Can I tell you something? Yeah. You know when yeah. that'll come back? What? This is, this is the part I thought was interesting. When they make an AEW whatever. You can go back and watch old AEW matches uh, and it's not on YouTube. A streaming network? They're, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to come back and do and wipe over these songs because they you don't have a license forever. Um, that's one thing that scares me about doing that or or maybe not scares me, but I, I wonder if it, it it has gone past the this sounds really cool conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and especially the wild thing. That's got to be fucking expensive. I mean, you know, Baltimore was a big deal in the 80s. Uh Tarzan Boy was a it's like an 8-minute song. I don't know if you've ever sat down and listened to it. Um <laughs> but I guess I brought this up because I, I thought that Jungle Boy when he came out to the Jun- uh Jurassic Express music, uh Orange Cassidy had that little best friends theme, Moxley, I of the generic guitar riffy like wrestling themes, I thought his was pretty cool. So to already give these guys songs, you know, that I thought were like a B plus, pretty good wrestling. Like I knew who it was when the song started. You know what I mean? Um, it's like uh, you know when uh, Keith Lee got his new song, and it was just indiscernible from any other wrestling theme you've ever heard. It yeah. didn't scream, but you know, uh, Keith Lee. It was just oh, who's coming out? And you got to see the video. These were all distinct, like, character songs. 
And now these guys are already getting a boost, you know, with the Trogs, uh, Tarzan Boy, and uh, the Pixies. So, Matt, I'm going to ask you, and I got one ready. I got one in the chamber. Shoot, I just um, had it and I lost it. Wrestlers that badly need a musical reboot. Um, we're going to say AEW because we're leading on those Tony Khan pockets. And right oh, now it doesn't God. seem like something Vince wants to uh, necessarily do. If you want to throw an NXT guy in there, go ahead. But, Matt, at the top of my list, easily, uh, without question, uh, because he's such an important part of uh, the program, is MJF. He... <sighs> it, didn't, uh, it didn't quite strike fear into the hearts of his enemies that... It was pretty close to the Balkan skull theme uh, back in Power Rangers. And now he's got his pinnacle theme, and it's you know out of out of that playbook of generic kind of kind of hard rocky you know uh, musical entrances, pretty pretty nondescript. Uh, Matt, it's I like the idea of what they're going for with MJF's original song. Okay, yeah, Matt, I do have a replacement for you. Okay, we're going Tom Jones for MJF. It's not unusual. Correct. Sorry. <laughs> um, I think that uh, Tom Jones, it, you know, maybe it's just the John Mulaney fan in me, you know, coming out, but it's either un it's not unusual or what's new Pussycat, I, I think are super annoying songs. It would make you cringe, um, especially if MJF played them a couple times on his way up the ramp. Or if he played them simultaneously, both songs. So then you had to listen to bop, bop, bop. What's new, pussy? Just, just a mix of those two, um, I, I think would do wonders. You would still get to be that annoying character that, you know, um, the little shit-stained heel that he likes to play. And it's a, it's a pop song. It's uh, It's got a little panache. It's got a little, uh, little bit of an arrangement musically. Um, and it would distinctly be MJF, and I, I think it would get the people talking. Matt, if you want to jump on that one, or if you got a wrestler in mind and a song, let me know. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, to be completely honest, I don't know if I could do, you, you know what I do week after week. I watch NXT. This is, I'm going through all of these. I don't think I could hum for you. I don't think I could hum for you a single one of these songs for any of these guys, to be completely for, honest. For NXT? Oh, for AEW. Sorry. I could yeah, I couldn't do a single NXT song. Um let's see. Uh I guess this sucks because I just the whole time you were talking, I was looking at the AEW roster. So I <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am a huge fan of, of Dexter Loomis. Uh, the way he seems to get pretty lucky in Gargano. I think people hated his song, but I, I, I liked even his face song. Um, oh, the Rebel uh, Heart song? Probably, yeah, probably his, his big uh, rival uh, a couple years ago, Gargano, would be uh, Champa would, would probably do well with something that was like some hardcore heavy metal. Um Definitely, Thatcher would would do well uh, to have a new a new song. I, I I don't think I would probably hear it and be able to hum the rest. But right now, I couldn't hum hum it for you. So right now, I'm just trying to think of guys that there's no 
there's no like clear this 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 is this guy's theme song this is his entrance song and i attach that sound to his face i i guess i that thatcher would probably be number one on the list because i mean my two favorite guys are still thatcher and dexter loomis and i think what they're they're doing with dexter loomis is good with like the i always come back to uh, jason siegel's line and um forgetting sarah marshall and just doing you know the ominous sounds in the background when he was uh no does anybody remember that movie nobody remembers that all right that's uh, jason siegel's job at the beginning of the movie he was doing like uh, law and order music yeah uh but yeah that, i mean they're, they're they've got a little bit more production to it uh for dexter loomis but i i like what they're doing there um yeah i don't know i i I, I would stick with Thatcher, but then, you know, now I got to come up with something. And, and the, the thing that comes to mind is just because he's so grimy and, and dirty and he's missing teeth is I, I want beating around the bush to be the because I just picture him like rolling around on the ground, uh, beating around the bush by ACDC. But I picture him rolling on the ground, doing the mat wrestling, locking guys up into different holds. And I'm, you know, beating around the bush. So I'm picturing him <laughs> dancing around the guy. That's, it's it's bad. It's gross. Um, but that's that's where my head went. Plus, it's a hardcore, fast-paced song, and I, I think that would match uh, Thatch's personality. Yeah, I I don't know if uh, if I want to do because dirty. Uh, I just called him dirty. Cameron Grimes. If I want to do like white stripes, dead leaves on the dirty ground, or if I want to do like uh, you know, he's always to the moon. You know, like do like an Ozzy Osbourne. You know, bark at the moon. Um, just more moon theme songs uh, for that guy. <laughs> um, and then for AEW, oh god, it's so hard to not do MJF. I can't stand his music. Like it's it's doing its job, but it doesn't. I'm not booing him. I'm booing the song. Um, where I think if it was Tom Jones, you're kind of like, oh, I like Tom Jones, but not so much. Boo MJF, you know. <laughs> but, well, you know who I was gonna pick before who? you gave me the the stipulations the first person that came to mind was cesaro i think right mm. now if we're gonna get we have this huge feud with roman reigns i think it would be really cool to see cesaro get a new theme and um you know i can't i couldn't quite think of like a swiss rock band off the top of my head um but i i was uh i, I can't uh, the bravery that's who i was thinking of uh their their hit song with the booming and all that fun stuff. Um, that was the song I thought of, but I, I don't even think that's perfect. But I, I definitely put him in that realm of like uh, mid 2000s, early to mid 2000s, like alt rock, hard rock kind of sound. Uh, I, I, what's the problem too is I'm just going to be stuck in that realm because that's all the music I listen to. <laughs> so I'm just going to keep suggesting. Either well, I know uh, hard rock, uh, hair metal. And then... Switzerland and Sweden are a little different, but what if uh, Cesaro, could we do like a Hive song or no? Was that what I was? I was thinking of the Hives, yep. Yeah, that's the that's the Swedish yep. band. That's yeah. the... <laughs> I was thinking of the Hives. Oh, Whoopsie. man. Good thing uh, I'm here to talk about my love of, of rock and roll. All right. Um <laughs> I did have, uh, you know, what I was thinking too is, you know, like wrestlers will have special gear for special occasions. Uh, yeah. What if we just had special music for special occasions? Like, can Jurassic? Ex can we get like John Williams to score Jurassic Express coming out to like the Jurassic Park theme? That'd be cool. I just like, I guess, yeah, you definitely have to save it. Um...
I guess we're going to see Cody Rhodes come out to uh, Dusty's theme, right? I guess that's that's kind of what he was alluding to. Um, is that the next point you want to jump on? <laughs> um, yeah, I I mean I know it's going to be a part of our AEW and NXT discussion, but yeah, um, let's get it right into that. We're at thirty-three. Can we, can we save? Yeah, can we save a spot for? Can we did this last time? So we're here. We are. We're jumping. I still need a graphic for the Festival of Friendship. Um, so let's, we did this last time. We did our top three, but before we did that, we picked out a couple of things that uh, definitely needed some more attention. Um, for AEW, Mike, I mean, the Cody Rhodes promo. If you're a fan of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, we just watched a Disney Plus television show that told you to stop thinking, stop being so stuck in a silo and going, my country's number one, and start broadening. Think of the world think of all humans as like a joint community and uh mike how many times like how how hopeful are we that the modern day maharaja does not have to come out and say he hates america how, how long have we been watching uh I'm, I'm gonna say his name wrong mustafa ali come out and say i don't just want to be based on my name and my my religion i want to be something more than that um like his story, like he, he can't just be stuck in that. It's lazy writing. And here we are. Cody needs something to juice up this this, this feud, and he comes out and he's like, "I'm I'm a goddamn red blood American, Yahoo!" Um, and he shows off his tat. I I, I just <laughs> there's a lot of weird moments uh, when he talked about you know his you know obviously his wife is black, he's white, and his daughter is gonna be gonna have a black world and a white world and she's gonna know the struggles of both and i'm like well, I, one I, of them's gonna be a one of them's much harder than the other i think <laughs> we can objectively say cody as two um, white males we can easily say it's been pretty easy and i can picture you know brandy kind of going ah, you know it's not not quite the same honey right <laughs> Uh, <laughs> right. It went off the rails a few times, and then the USA chant started, and I don't know. I don't know what he was uh, trying to get at, and it stinks because there was there was at the end a pretty cool talking point that he's going to go back and at least for one night wrestle as the American Dream. But he tried to do this, I don't know, Rocky Four, self aware about twenty twenty one race relations, and it, it, it just kind of fell flat. It was the opposite of Rocky Four. Rocky Four ended with him going, if I believe and you believe, we can all believe. Like No, because he tried to say black problems or white problems. We have problems. Let's solve our problems or something. And it just, it, it, it didn't, it didn't hit the mark. It was too long. It, it, it's not just the length. It's that it was so long. So the more that it missed the mark, there's a long window of him missing the mark. So it was just kind of, uh, you know it was he uncharacteristic used... for him. He could have used the filter of the WWE creative on that promo. <laughs> Dunk. Um, I mean, I we love Cody. I think, what, since AEW started, we've crowned Cody as, like, the promo champ multiple times. We gave him promo of the year uh, two years in a row now. Uh, yeah, and so when I, he, like, busted out the tears for his, you know, little baby girl, that was, like, you know, touching stuff, but man, it was really sandwiched with a lot of poo poo bread. We were just, yeah. ooh, yeah. 
So oh. the artist, the artist is still in there. I'm still intrigued to see the the American Dream Cody come out and wrestle. But whew, he was doing his uh, just. It's sometimes the improv and you got a bad set. It happens, you know. Not every episode of Whose Line Is Anyways Gold. This was one of those. You know, there's yeah. still you know a good line or two, but right. whew, uh, definitely needed to be notated. Let yeah. me get. I'll get this out of the way. Who has who has had the best promos since AEW has started. I think we could say I mean you could probably sit there and say Cody, but I just wanted to say AEW again, you know, versus WWE. You could you could grab onto AEW and say that. Now, to not get yourself in these holes is where WWE gets in the way is because they want to make sure what Cody just did absolutely never happens. And that's where most of the promos blow in WWE. So there's got to be a happy medium, right? Like Cody could get some notes. He could try it, you know, in the back and be like, yeah, guys, I'm going to go out there and uh, make sure only America's, uh, <laughs> you know, featured in this. It's a, it's a one country world. And then somebody could pipe up and, you know, Pat could be like, um, I'm about to main event this show. <laughs> you know just go go with the crying stuff um pull pull back on the fuck the world stuff um just, just pull the reins a little bit all right and, I, and what's funny too is you you hit the nail on the head a lot of people had problems with um the rambling nature of it and that's where yeah that's where i'm like i don't care if somebody rambles up there if they come to their point you know, we're used to Triple H promos where he rambles for five minutes and then eventually it's like, whoa, that was, that was hot. That was a good promo. So that's fine. Just, um, you know, the, the, like he mentioned it too at the start of the promo. Like it's almost corny to be too patriotic. But that's, I mean, that's there's a reason that's happening. It's because we're kind of going like, oh, it's kind of silly. Like uh, it's just a flag. And like uh, we keep getting screwed by the same people. So, uh you know, let's pick humanity uh, instead. Uh, anyway, Mike, you're not a fan of that. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not not a fan. I'm, I'm just trying to digest that. And then uh, some tweets from Brandy who said the promo right. was a piece of history. I've yep. never been moved like that. I wasn't ready for it. I can't wait until our daughter is old enough to understand it. Oh, um, yeah. I have my master's and a full ride to Michigan. You present yourself as an educator, yet you try to reduce a woman to not being smart because her opinion difference, differs from yours about a wrestling promo. Um, what yeah. is that? Uh, it was a reaction to somebody saying that Brandy needs to read some books so she can understand why the promo is offensive. Um, I just... Uh, it's a thing uh, we white people are guilty of, uh, trying to associate problems that we have with any kind of like socioeconomic problem that a black person would encounter in the United States. And so it's always kind of cringy to, you know, put those two experiences together. I know what he was going for because his daughter's going to be biracial. She's, you know, I just, the way he phrased it, I wouldn't, I, she's, there's been so many more issues with, you know, if you're biracial, you're just black. That's how people look at you. They don't look at you as biracial. So it's just kind of weird for him being, like, a part of that. I, 
it's it just felt really tone deaf and i think that's kind of why people were kind of frowny pants about it and didn't really like it and i i think in his heart of hearts he was just really excited to be with his wife to raise his little daughter in this you know in the world and i, I think if he had a chance to redo it would he redo it yes that's that's what i think i think yeah. he'd watch the tape and be like i could probably phrase this a lot better so that's a great point uh, and we all know Cody does not, you know. Yeah, he, he's just full of passion. And I, I think it just kind of came out. And you would definitely redo that if he had the chance. So I'm not going to crucify him. It was just one poo-poo promo. He's, even though yeah, it was poo-poo, it was fantastic poo-poo. Just um, hire the VKM consultants. I hear they have a big property down in Florida. Oh, my goodness. Hire them. Man. They'll take a look at those okay, Let's get into the top three here, Matt. Right. Uh, objectively, I, where you, who won this week? I'll concede. I'll, I'll give you the victory. I I, I did right. like uh, Eddie Kingston yelling at Moxley to go blow up the <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> get in there. Go blow it up. I don't give a shit. Go in there. Blow it up. And I was like, all right. All right, Eddie. We got it. You were pretending the cameras right. aren't there. Bad moment number three for next Extra Time Wrestling. What do you got for right. us? I'm going for the uh, middle main event here, Mike. Uh, the Raquel Gonzalez uh, defeating Mercedes Martinez. This meant a lot more than it looked like it did. Uh, th this was a, a great battle in the in the total. <laughs> like it's just there was a lot of clumsiness in the middle. Uh, so I think we need to see more Raquel. Uh, she's I don't know how many times have we mentioned it on the show. Um, it's about her power. It's, uh, I, I think what they should have done is what they've been doing with Raquel is giving a lot of offense to the opponent and then letting her just take over, kind of like hulking out and using those shoulders. She loves showing off in the back. Man, it's terrifying when she does that at the beginning of the match. Um, but yeah, let let the single arm powerbomb take over. Let that be the star of the match. That's fine. Because uh, clearly it worked for Goldberg, and we don't need every we don't need Raquel Gonzalez to like figure it out while she's champion. She could just be a badass heel that can take you out in one move, and that's fine. That's also Mike. It's right now pretty unique, so that could get her over. Let's let's stop trying to have Raquel create a five star match because it's not happening right now. Um, so you gave her the belt. We said it was a good move. I still agree with it. But I also didn't think that they were going to try and make her do a five-star match where it, the clumsiness got in the way. Um, I mean, just flat out setting up for the wrong move. I mean, we're talking about quarterback to receiver going the wrong route. But I, you still have to look at this on, on, on the whole. And this is a great opportunity for Mercedes Martinez to show off. It's just um, – and, and this was a great, you know, championship match where Mercedes got in her hits and it looked like she could have pulled one out. And that's tough to do when you have a champion like Raquel. We're also talking a Tuesday night. Uh, so it's not anything where we're – right, like we're, we're expecting the title to come off Raquel's shoulders. But they still right. tell a pretty good story. So for that – it's my number three. I probably could have gone a couple different routes here. And now that I'm looking at it, I already regret my decision that I probably should have made it for that. Uh, Mike Pete down and Leon rough. That was short, but that was it's a good story. All right. Number three for AEW Mike. Well, I'm going to do Moxley and uh, Nagata. Um, 
it, this was a really stacked card for AEW. Like a, a, every match, I was just kind of like, damn, we still got this coming up. Damn, we still got this coming up. And this pulled the curtain. Uh, this dude parachuting over 50 years old, man. Um, you know, the same age bracket as Goldberg. And you couldn't believe how much uh, Nagata still holds up. Um, we had this was the debut of Voxley uh, coming out the wild thing. Um, I, you know, that sparse crowd that is only going to grow, apparently. Uh, the words of Cody, um, Tony Khan. And uh, they were electric for this match. I, I had a hell of a time. Um, anytime Moxley kind of, he gets to turn it up a little bit when he knows he's going to be in a, in a, you know, in like a physical war. Um, it definitely seems to turn on like his, um, like wrestling energy. Like he, he really likes, you know, getting punished and, you know, beating the crap out of people. So, um, you know, it's why it was really fun to watch him go against like Eddie Kingston. And at some point, uh, you know, it sounds like he's going to be doing battle with some other people with Eddie later on. And, uh, this was fun. I have it at moment number three because I wanted I wanted 25 minutes. I really thought this was going to main event. Um, instead, I only got about 15 um, and opened the show. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It just, my other two moments, I think, were a little bit bigger. So that's my moment number three. All right. Moment number two. Um, all right. I'm going to do it. Kushida. Taking out Santos Escobar in a two out of three falls match was an A plus match. Uh, it's just unfortunately number one is number one. Uh, Mike, this is this is fantastic. Uh, I think we all knew that uh, Kushida was going to win because um, I think we're all still anticipating that uh, Legado del de Fantasma and Santos Escobar getting a chance on the main roster. Like it just the way that he's been shining since this happened, it just makes sense. Plus Kushida. He is a fantastic wrestler. He does need the belt to help tell to help tell the story right now. Um, but uh, you know, if we want to get into the into the match, I, I thought the end of it was really cool. Um, where we we took the um, the hoverboard lock and swept it into the the bridging suplex. It was great, and what was funny was that it was so smooth. It happened so quick, and maybe this is why I'm, I'm going to make this number two instead of number one. Because uh, you know, you see the Kushida win coming. This happens, but the, the, they go down for the three, and then I, I kind of like went, "What? Oh, that's it? That's the end?" Like I wasn't even ready. I wasn't ready for the end. Um, I want I talk more, but we're already at like 50 minutes here. So, uh, yeah, Kushida wins the two out of three falls, Mike. Uh, number two for AEW. <sighs> This is another tough one. Um, I'm going to say moment number two is Miro uh, becoming the new TNT champion um, against Darby Allen. And uh, it's been a long time coming. Miro, he uh, exited WWE, and we were all like, oh, boy, they're going to train him seriously. And then it was like, oh, no, he's a video game clown. Uh, then he was a sidekick to uh, Sabian, and we were just kind of like, what? Uh, but now he's finally going solo. Now he's, you know, embracing... Uh, his destiny, as he puts it, he came out in trunks that already had the TNT Championship logo. That on was him. a great move. Yeah, and then um, Darby, by God, um, he's you know maybe one of the best uh, defense you know salesmen in all of wrestling right now. Um, the way he just totally—it's not just the body paint, Matt. He really looks like a corpse uh, after he eats the offense from his opponents. Uh, Miro was happy to oblige and turn him into that cadaver. Um, 
the the offense looked great uh, from Miro. Uh, you know, a lot of credit goes to Darby. Um, but you know, it's not just enough to be called a heel. You have to act act to heel, and Miro was really embracing that monster side of him. Um, but Alan, he's uh, he really elevated that TNT Championship. I had a few chats with people on Twitter last night who who weren't fans of Darby, and I'm like, you are out of your mind, dude. Like, if if he was to get inserted into that Omega Pac um, Orange Cassidy match and either make it a four way or God forbid, you know, Orange needs to be on the shelf for a little bit, Darby would fit right in and make that an A plus match. I think he's really blown the crowd away. Uh, and then additionally, quick nugget here, while it's the, the episode where we've talked about uh, music, his song is so uniquely Darby Allen. You know immediately who's coming out. You know immediately what match you're about to be in for. Um, so as excited as I am for Miro, for Allen, I, I, I just wonder what's next for him because he, he really did a service for that championship, and he is at such a – feels like a career peak um, with AEW. I, I I can't see him toiling around on the you know quote unquote mid card. This guy is he's destined for bigger things. He he did such an excellent job with that belt. Um, really pumped to see the rest of his career. So this segment was an A plus because it uh, got Miro his push started. Darby's still a good in defeat. That's the whole point of this uh, this whole business. So Matt, your dishonorable mention for next extra time wrestling. What do you got? I'm gonna go with uh, I, I think everybody loved this, but I I just kind of went like oh. Uh, but Finn Balor skipping the line to challenge uh, Karrion Cross. So Cross gives the thumbs up. He's like, all right, we're going to go at it. And we're like one week removed from Finn Balor, Pete Dunn, Kyle O'Reilly, Johnny Gargano, all trying to say that they're next to fight Karrion Cross. And I thought we were getting a triple threat or a four way. Or Daniel Bryan. All right. And now we're getting just Finn's like, I'm, I'm going to do it. A rematch. Okay. <laughs> All right. It. So number one for NXT, Mike. I've never felt you. You remember when George and Seinfeld? He had his buddy uh, that was a rock climber, and he wanted to like make sandwiches for him, and he was just enamored yeah. with this guy, and he like wanted yeah. to be his best friend. Everybody thought he was in love. Like I want to be best friends with everybody in Hit Row. Mike, this was one of the best <laughs> faction debuts I've ever seen because it was everybody got a chance on the mic and yeah. they all fucking nailed it. Nobody fudged up. This wasn't just one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, I'm gonna bring up. I had a problem with like the inner circle a couple weeks ago. They gave everybody a chance on the mic and then they even called out Pinnacle for not going on the mic and just focusing on MJF. When inner circle did that, you were kind of like, all right, but like get back to Jericho, okay? Yeah. Like <laughs> Swerve goes out there. You've got um it's it's Top Dalla. He's AJ Francis. He's the guy that runs like the the A&E show for for picking up um the the WWE memorabilia. Uh Ashanti the Adonis who's been on 205 Live and uh B-Fab who is uh, Brianna Brandy. Oh my god. Like it was just <laughs> knockout punch after knockout punch on the mic. And of course, I mean, you know, you're you're led by Swerve here. You, you just told everyone that you're putting all your eggs in the swerve basket. And for any complaining, uh, you know, you may have done about like 
the size of some of the NXT wrestlers. I think we've seen that like a faction can get anybody over and, and regardless of size. And we love Adam Cole. We know he's one of the best wrestlers ever. I have no problem saying that. Um, so what I'm, what I'm getting at is that now Swerve is immediately like main event super duper star. Like he's got his entourage now. They're all fucking badass. Cool as shit. Mike, I am buying that Hit Row sweatshirt that they just put out today that we got the like from Isaiah Swerve Scott earlier hey. today because I was like, hell yeah, I'm buying this shit. Mike, that's not often that I see a promo and I want to I make sure that everybody goes back and watches a promo. We were just talking earlier about Cody Rhodes. Mike, it, it's so rare, right, to get a faction of people and everybody was was fire on the mic. That almost never happens. You're almost embarrassed by half the people when they do a full faction. Like, go back to the Heart Foundation. Like, anytime it was Jim's turn, you're just like, ah, you're fat. You sit in the corner. You just wait. Like, even Owen sometimes is a little cringy, and I know that's, like, blasphemy. But, you know, Bret Hart was the guy to hold the microphone. This Anybody can hold the microphone. This is so great. This is so, like, I want to be a part of this faction. I don't always want to be a part of a faction, but this is cool. As shit, and I, I fucking love it. And uh, Mark out, man. That's yeah, no, yeah. Uh, mark it out to hit row, no problem. <laughs> Mike, uh, your dishonorable mention. Matt, as much as I loved Dynamite this week, there's a couple. Oh no, Matt, where's the women's division? Uh, Thunder Rosa, bless her heart, was out there for uh, maybe two and a half minutes to beat Allure. Um, and that's it. I hope you tuned in for that match because that's it. That's yeah. the whole women's division. Um, they did give Jade Cargill a quick uh, vignette. It's fine. It didn't amount to a wrestling match, but it's fine. And Britt Baker yelled at Jim Ross, which I'm never going to complain about seeing Britt Baker yell at Jim Ross or Tony Schiavone. But, you know, I, I'd like to see these women wrestle once in a while. God damn it. Now I know this was a stacked card with Nagata and Mox and the Circle coming back and Cassidy and Pac and Miro and Allen. But God damn it. Can we have one week where the women get to dominate the programming? Anyway, uh, we also could have put Cody in the dishonorable mention. Man, we could have oh. put Pac almost killing poor Cassidy uh, as a dishonorable mention. Injuries happened. But could we get Cassidy out of the ring a little bit sooner? Probably, especially with CTE scans. And we're starting to understand how awful they are. And he might have had a ble bleeding brain. Man, all those things could have been dishonorable mentions. Um, but is there a potential that, by God, injuries happen? And they kind of said, Cassie's like, all right, I'm going to try walk it off. And then they're like, uh, all right, we'll walk it off outside the ring so you don't take damage. And then they pivoted and had Don Callis and Kenny Omega say, hey, we're going to make it a three-way. Maybe. I thought there's a chance it was a brilliant production maneuver. They could have obviously gotten Cassidy out of there sooner, but it happened, it happened. And I hope he's going to be okay. He took as little damage as possible after that weird move. Pac usually super safe, so good God, please, Cassidy, be okay. Matt, that means there's one thing left for moment number one. Matt, I have kept this team at arm's length in, as far as my love for them since day one when they were the inaugural uh, tag team champions of AEW. Matt, it's SCU. They did not do a lot for me, okay? Even this match, I was kind of like, well, if they break up, I will probably 
keep watching the show and you know maybe send a few tweets and scroll through my instagram <laughs> a little bit i won't be that no, heartbroken that's not, yeah that's right on par but they put on a goddamn masterpiece with the young bucks uh this match had flying elbows flying leg drops it had a styles clash um it had the uh mocking of the Shawn michaels rick flair i'm sorry i love you spot which uh popped the crowd pretty hard uh popped twitter pretty hard um but you know scu came up short and i was reading eight um bleacher reports take on it and they said that aew didn't quite do what wwe did where or would have in this scenario where AEW focused on the wrestling match between the two, where WWE would have focused on the breakup. I get where they're coming from. I mean, WWE came up with the, I'm sorry, I love you spot, you know? But I kind of feel like SCU to really get across that at all caught, you know, we've won 11 matches in a row, and if we can't beat the Bucks for the titles... I guess we're breaking up. This is it. Like the Bucks, you know, put it on the line. It made the match feel a little bit more important rather than focusing on the emotion. So I get the the Bleacher Report criticism. I kind of preferred this outcome than the WWE version. I, I you know, AEW can do wrong. I just had a litany of weird, you know, dishonorable mentions for this episode. But I genuinely just was was thrilled for every moment of this tag team match. Um, the right team won. Um, you know, SCU can disband and maybe come back at a later date. And then at double or nothing, we're going to get the Bucks versus Moxley and Kingston. Oh, what a reward for the breakup of SCU. Matt, I could not be happier. I'm so excited for Box and Eddie to run the tag team division. Matt, I'm going to be buying every single T-shirt that they make for that team. I can't wait. <laughs> What you uh you ready to run and uh run through backlash real quick? Yeah, I don't think that there's gonna be many surprises on the outcomes. Can I just say I'm ex so excited for this pay-per-view to be upon us because these feuds will fucking end. Matt, you know what match you're most excited for is Damian Priest versus the Miz. Because the so priest he'll be free. He'll be free from fucking Johnny Drip Drip and the Miz. He's gonna be free. So I, I had to go through the days with my wife of like, well, which day would you prefer, you know, like just to play the game, which day would you prefer since she's the doctor says it's that situation. It could happen at any moment, you know, like in a movie it could be water break. We got to run to the hospital hospital. Yeah. I was like, I don't think we have anything going on Sunday. Like, <laughs> I just completely threw Sunday right in the garbage. I was like, I mean, Red Wing season's done, and uh, I like having my Saturday night. But yeah, Sunday, you know, light it up. Let's let's push that baby on Sunday night. Um, so I mean, that's where my head was at. I completely forgot that this was happening, even after watching. You know, I mean, you can't watch Raw and SmackDown without just seeing on the uh, entrance ramp just constantly. Don't forget WrestleMania backlash. Woo! And by the way, can I just say, I think they titled this pay-per-view wrestlemania backlash because there's probably like an seo thing of like forbes writing fans were upset you know the wrestlemania backlash of <laughs> after another poor you know you know uh, booking uh, for so and so you know where where's bailey hashtag where's bailey wrestlemania backlash like i i kind of 
I think that's I, part of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's silly, but I get it. I, I just met Bad Bunny was at Royal Rumble, and Damian Priest joined up with him shortly thereafter. So that means Damian Priest has been fighting the Miz and fucking Johnny Drip Drip for like four months. For four fucking months, these two guys have been having singles matches, two-on-one matches, tag team matches, promos, vignettes, comedy segments, mean mug segments, Spanish segments, English segments. Matt, it's fucking over. I'm done. Just just end this match, please. That's what I'm, that's what I'm most excited for for this Sunday, because then it will almost be next Monday, and Damian Priest can move on with his life. I'm so excited. I can't wait for him to jump right into the main event. Um, all right, let's go from the bottom to the top. We'll do this quick. I, I think we've made it pretty obvious that we're not super stoked for this. Um, I, Mike, honestly, I get more excited for fucking Tuesday night NXT than this. What the fuck is wrong with WWE that I'm, they can't get me excited for fucking pay-per-view? Anyway. It's because it's the same fucking people fighting each other. Jesus. All right, That's so true. this match, Matt, please, for the love of God, let Damian Priest win convincingly and end this nightmare yeah same here damian priest boom book it all right move it and robert rude versus ray and dominic Matt, what are they calling themselves the dirty boys what are they i have no idea they're the grit boys or the dirty boys or the stinky boys or something honestly i don't even know which tag team you're talking about right now but (laughs) is it ziggler and rude they are uh oh my god what is it what's their, what's their name dirty boys dirty bo- dirty dogs there's oh, the dirty, dirty dogs. dogs is it with a z or an s oh uh, it's with an s but dogs is spelled d-a-w-g-s um, ah. please i don't need this i don't need this outcome as much as the first match but i would really like to see dolph and rude uh continue their reign I don't need to see Rey Mysterio winning more championships at this age. Even if you don't want uh, to see is Dominic all, and Rey, Mike. Even if titles. this is all just a prop to get Dominic over with the with the youngins. No. Yeah, I I mean I obviously prefer Dolph Ziggler. Um, I'm I'm a little embarrassed that I don't know the name of their fact. You know their tag team. Oh, oh boy, God. Probably because it's know, the Dirty Dogs. The I'm sorry? Probably, oh, probably because couldn't. it's the dirty fucking dogs. <laughs> but... well, yeah, a lot a lot went in the name of that one. Um, I mean, I've got more Dolph Ziggler shirts than I have Drew McIntyre shirts, so that says a lot. But there's also the element where Dolph tweets about all the... He tweets all the time about how little he cares about wrestling, and it's made me care a little bit less about Dolph Ziggler. Um, so... There we are. Uh, you know, I, and I've talked uh, ad nauseum about my love of Rey Mysterio. I'll say it like that, just so I don't have to say anything else. Um, so, yeah, this match doesn't do a ton for me, but I, I can definitely say, like, uh, if we're going to push forward, like, some conversation on, on SmackDown uh, and Tag Team Champions, I think keeping heels as the champs um, could prolong uh jimmy and jay uso winning the title so uh let's give it to ray and dominic so they can get the shit kicked out of them uh all right 
Universal Championship, Mike. Uh, right. Oh, that's a great transition. Roman Reigns and Cesaro going at it. Um, so I tweeted like a month ago. I was like, you guys desperately want Cesaro, but you're just getting your, like you're, you're going to be hurt. You're hurting yourself right now. And I trust me, I want Cesaro too, but I just hope everybody knows like this ain't going to end well. <laughs> this is, is going to be ugly. We're going to feel so bad for Cesaro and this could be it. So here it is. Here's the main event shot for Cesaro and it's done. Uh, Roman Reigns is getting the win and clearly we have a more fun story to tell with Jimmy and Jay Uso and Roman. So that's probably going to take, that's, that's going to take the, uh, you know, the main event, uh, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the, the big circle in the circus. I don't know. It's, it's the main circle. I'm trying to think and I can't just go ahead. Mike. Big you time. know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that, I don't think Cesaro's ever going to be champion. Um, when I watch those two guys in the ring, Roman Reigns, I, I know part of this is attributed to his look, right? But it's also his his move set where he's just got the big black boots and he stomps you to death and he runs into you with a spear and he does that Samoa drop and he, you know, um, you know, does that uh, the ah, cut your cut your neck. Um, you know, like this we're, guy's we're dead sleepy. kind of gesture. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Cesaro is six foot five, 260 pounds and he's doing springboards or he's, you know, spinning through the air or he's, you know, twirling you around really quickly. And it's like one guy is a, a ferocious man killer. And the other one is, you know, a six foot five, 250 pound pirouette. And it's, there's a place for him. He's an amazing specimen, but I don't think until he radically like revises his moveset, he'll ever be taken seriously as a champion. So there's no shot of him winning. Roman Reigns is going to win. Whew. He's going to continue to win until, you know, we get a real challenger. Wow. That was brutal. I, I just, I thought we were going to get a good show and just move on, but holy shit. You just buried Cesaro and deep, <laughs> deep in the grave. All right. Um, Rhea Ripley, Asuka and Charlotte, triple threat match. God, I can't believe I'm not excited about this. What, what is wrong with me? Um, this is, this will obviously be a good match. Um, I just, God damn it. Uh, the problem Rhea is Ripley that should win. I, I know what the problem is. I'm going to hot tag in for your answer. You ready? The problem uh, is that when you see it on this card, you're like, oh man, how is Charlotte going to pin both of them? But when you're in the moment watching it, you're like, oh, she's actually not going to win. Like, this is going to be the most exciting match on the card because of that reason. But predicting it, all I ever see when I see Charlotte is Charlotte's going to win. Yeah. And, and you kind of start to think about, like, the WrestleMania scenario. Like, was she supposed to win all along kind of thing? Uh, that's starting to creep in there now. So thanks a lot, Mike. But, um, yeah. I guess maybe that might be the long and short of it. And and I think the one that I want to win the most is probably least likely. So when they have this relationship with DraftKings now, it's probably that's 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 the, the lowest odds to come out victor, uh, victorious is going to be Asuka there. Um, all right. So I'm I I'm still picking Ripley, but I you you're scaring me, Mike. You're going with Charlotte. She's one of the one of the you know outside of Roman Reigns maybe the biggest current transcendent star 
Um, and we're still trying to sell some uh, some people to uh, you know keep tuning into that peacock. And uh, if they think Charlotte Flair is the one to do it, they clearly don't think it's going to be Asuka. Um, I don't know. We'll see how they feel about Rhea. Rhea beats everybody but Charlotte. So I'm going Charlotte. I have to. Uh, so we got our Bianca Belair versus Bailey SmackDown Women's Championship match. Uh, clearly Bianca's winning this one. Maybe, maybe like to me, all of these just look so sure. Like also next one, I don't care. Bobby Lashley's winning the <laughs> WWE Championship match too. Um, and that's where there's so little excitement and there's so like, there's not a lot of reason to give somebody a win here that we, ha that I haven't, uh, picked. Yeah. Right. Cause like with, with Bianca, it's just starting. We're trying to build a super duper star. So she, of course she's got to hang on to the title. Uh, so that's, I guess that's where I'm at with that one. It does honestly feel a little early to have her fight Bailey. Um, I thought like the big Bailey feud would be something we do at you know SummerSlam or something like that. Um, but Bailey, I, I kind of think she's like the biggest, one of the biggest wrestling fans, you know, outside of like Kevin Owens in the locker room. So I think that as that big fan, she's going to be like, hell yeah, I want to ding dong hello Bianca Belair all the way to the top. I, yeah, let her pin me. I'm a I'm a megastar. I'll just make fun of Michael Cole and make my money that way. Um, you know, I, I don't have any doubt that Bianca is going to leave as champion. And then for, um, the WWE championship match, uh, Lashley, Drew and Braun at some point, I hope we get to see, uh, the Maharaja and Drew battle for the title. That'd be great. This could be a spot where we see Drew get it back, but I don't know. We got a lot of time till SummerSlam. Uh, I could say the one guarantee and Matt, I, a couple years ago, I don't think I ever saw him in this spot. Braun Strowman is now in the Kane spot where he's the biggest guy on the roster. He's suddenly thrust into a title match, and he's just there so he can eat multiple finishers in a triple threat and then eat the pin. So Drew and, Bob, Drew and Bob don't get pinned, and then Braun only goes down because he took a bunch of finishers. Which gets, you know, gives Drew the opportunity to continue to look strong. And, like, I think this goes back to my problem. And the longer we watch pro wrestling, like, I I, I keep and complaining. And listen, yeah, we can't complain too much. This is, like, our favorite thing to do. It's just, well, I don't, like, I, I'm not fascinated by a, a Braun Strowman match. I, I don't know. I don't need to see him do choo I mean, I'd like it more if he made choo-choo sounds um, instead of the... Uh, overhead speaker doing it. I'd like to hear him go, choo choo, Shane, and then kind of, you know. Well, what I was gonna say is, we we complain all the time, or I, I complain all the time about wrestling is has has too many formulas that, um, like the WWE thinks they need to hold on to, and then there's the formulas that the fans complain about, like it makes more sense for this guy to win, and um, we're doing it right now, so I'm not not guilty of it. But what I've always asked for are like these cinematic matches where that was fucking crazy. So then I don't have to go by any rules. It's just something new. Yeah. This is this is the middle of what is going to be important and what's happening. Right? I mean, a year ago we were talking about money in the bank. So that's coming up next, I've gotta believe. And that's yeah. fun. 
That's where that the, the rules yeah. aren't clearly defined yet, and I think they've made a lot of different things work. Same thing with the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble, always exciting. Money in the Bank, always exciting. This, I'm. Pfft, we we got to fit the formula. We got to make it work. We got to make sure the fans understand what's going on because otherwise it's too difficult to grasp. Like, uh, give me less of this. Give me more Money in the Bank. Just take this out. Do it. Do what AEW's doing. Give me. Um, you know, make backlash a Monday Night Raw thing, and then yeah, um, every other month or quarterly or something with the pay per views. Yeah, right. Like they're so they they talk about the ratings all the time. I mean, I, I don't even mean like the fans. Like WWE is talking about stupid YouTube video uh, video views uh, in the middle of Monday Night Raw. I I don't give a flying fuck how many views they have on YouTube. I don't care that they're trending number one on Twitter. Uh, that that's for somebody else who needs to feel like, like I already know I'm wasting my time, but that's for somebody that's going to take that and go, see the rest of the world's wasting their time too. But <laughs> if you're so concerned about that garbage, get rid of your stupid pay-per-views. You're getting, you're making money from Peacock. I don't know. Maybe they have an obligation now to do extra pay-per-views, but make the argument. Like, Let's put this on USA. Let's pull back just a little bit. You guys have thousands of hours of content now with this agreement with Peacock. Let's, let's figure something else out. Let's let's do something where more people tune in on Mondays and uh, Fridays and have like have a better reason to tune yeah, in. Yeah, you know, to, like it's routine. Yeah, I think you make a fantastic point there. It's like it's not Braun's fault that he's in the cane spot, right? And we know he's got zero chance of walking away with that belt. Just not gonna. We know exactly why he's there. If Braun but walks if, away with the belt, Mike, I will bring back the biggie cake, but it'll have to be a big pale white one. Uh, with a beard and I won't on eat it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're you're totally right. If it. If it just wasn't this, uh, like, there's so many pay-per-views that we know this is, like, the middle pay-per-view before something interesting actually happens. You know, we, we pretty much across the board, Roman's going to win, Bianca's going to win, Bobby's probably going to win, uh, Dolphin, Robert, that's the only wild card of who's going to retain. And then, yeah, yeah, maybe Charlotte. It's it's just, it's that pay-per-view where we know it's not going to have a, you know, they're not going to reset the deck on WrestleMania Backlash. So, I... Yeah, just fewer pay-per-views would probably, you know, really, really make this better. And, he, and what's funny, too, the worst-case scenario, like Bobby Lashley doesn't win, and it's Drew McIntyre. Because guess what doesn't end? This fucking feud. So it's like, even if that doesn't happen, we're still fucked. And uh, I'm using a lot of fucks today, so we're definitely going explicit when I load this up uh, into Spotify. But... Um, <laughs> It's just, I think that's where the excitement gets drained out of us. It's just, sure, it'll be a great wrestling match, but, um... Eh. Yeah, I mean, you know, Bobby and Drew, and brought to an extent, like having those physical matches, but it's just, you know, the outcome is so, it just feels so set in stone. It just, mm -hmm. yeah. All right, well... I hope everybody's excited to watch Backlash. Uh, I hope we got y'all juiced up. Uh, hey, le legitimately, I'm excited to see Rhea and Charlotte and Asuka. Um, and then I'm pretty pumped to see what Bailey can do for Bianca. And my God, Damian Priest. I'm going to be cheering so loud when Damian Priest finally vanquishes The Miz. Uh, I'm, 
I'm pretty excited for that to happen. I know I've got plans to do. Um, we're doing an all day, um, like butter chicken recipe on Sunday. Um, oh, like Indian food? Maybe a uh, yeah, and maybe um, a tikka masala too. So. Oh wow! It's gonna be fun that night. So uh, I'm pumped for Sunday, uh, as long as the baby doesn't come. And guess what? We just got news that uh, vaccinated people can stop wearing masks outside. Woo! Can I? That just does not excite me at all. I'm just like the no. bringing up backlash. The amount of people that are just gonna go, yeah, I'm vaccinated, and just start walking through Home Depot, no problem. Um, I, Matt, deaths are at their lowest point since last April. <laughs> Yay. Um, yeah, I, I think this is going to cause a lot of problems in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Mike, we saw how people reacted when they thought maybe gas was going away. Um, so, yeah. Time to fill your garbage bags with gasoline. Woo! It was probably one of those things where you're like, well, we might get more people to just get vaccinated. And then they didn't. They forgot to go like, what if people just say they got vaccinated? Ah, right. Oh, that's right. They might lie. Oh, and they're probably all going to hang out together because that's what liars do. Liars. Yeah, I, I know this isn't. Yeah, this isn't pro wrestling. But there, I when I saw that, I was not excited. I immediately was like, God damn it. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, uh, they, they, they went, you know, like they, they're. Uh, it's like they're doing one of those connect the dot things and they finish the first one and they're like, let's guess what it is. And it's like, just keep connecting the dots. Let's figure out what else could happen. It's a line. I got it. It's a line. You see these two dots I connected? Clearly a line. Beautiful. Yeah, I saved it there. I was actually trailing off, but I, I think that came off pretty good. Uh, all right. Um, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com, so you can get sweet shirts like the one I'm wearing that says, I listen to the Brothers of Discussion. It is super soft and stretchy and um, beautiful. Uh, but we also have our hot tag uh wrestling t-shirts go check out that series it's uh it's pretty cool support the show and um yeah easiest thing you can do is just subscribe to the youtube channel or uh subscribe and rate and review us uh wherever you're listening to podcasts we are everywhere if you can't find us just let us know and figure out what the heck's going on but we are everywhere so uh if you like it let us know all right everybody thanks for tuning in and have a good night